Welcome, David Good, to Keep Connected. So glad you're part of this podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate being here. Absolutely. So I just want to talk about you for a second. And the reason why, and I hope you don't get embarrassed, is because you know, it's one thing to interview people who are CEOs of companies. It's another to interview someone who has had such a tremendous impact as, quote unquote, a regular person. You've started three different meetup groups, and we're going to looking forward to hearing more about that. You've truly changed the lives of like hundreds of people in Michigan. And it's just, it really is an inspiration. And I'm just so glad you could be a part of the conversation. Yeah, thank you very much. So let's just talk about the inspiration. Everyone has a reason of why community is something that's important to them. And I just love to hear a little bit about your background and, and your story so we could all you know, learn from that. Well, let's see. Uh, got my start uh, doing websites in high school and then went on to college. Um, didn't graduate, but I uh, dropped out to be a full-time software developer. And uh, was that until actually went on, uh, uh, became disabled due to uh, migraines and depression, uh, chronic migraine depression, and then um, had a lot of years where um, it was really hard to make friends around Grand Rapids. There wasn't really many places to uh, make friends until one day I kind of found a meetup. I started going to a uh, board game group and uh, made some friends through there and then went to a, a new introverts group for about a year made some really good friends through there and Wait, then let's, that... let's hear about the board games okay before we even go on to the next one what board games do you did you play it was interesting because uh we'd usually play new games every week so i can't remember them all but i liked a lot of like worker placement strategy games some deck building games things mm -hmm. like that uh one of my favorites was uh, stone age and mm -hmm. then uh roll for the galaxy that was a really great one it's a wonderful way for introverts or uh, people to really feel comfortable and meet people. And we're a big board game family and Settlers of Catan is something we play in our home all the time, yeah. for example. So keep going. So you went to board game groups and then a yeah. group for... And uh, it was interesting because um, I, I was so nervous. My first meetup, I went there, I played like one game, stayed an hour and kind of went home because I was so nervous. Eventually I became uh, a lot more comfortable. An introverts group started in Grand Rapids. Maybe that was 2012 or so, uh, 2013. And that group ran for a little while, but it got closed down and nothing really replaced it. So that that kind of inspired me to start my first meetup group, uh, West Machine Geeks, end of, end of summer 2014. And uh, things kind of built up from there. And I started my second group, West Michigan Introverts and Shy People, a couple years later, just to kind of start that introverts group up again and make a place for people that had a lot of social anxiety that were really shy could come and find a place to belong where everybody would be in the same situation and everybody was having the same feelings of nervousness. So you didn't really need to be embarrassed by that. It's such a, so important to create an environment where people understand that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be nervous and to share that you're nervous. When you're nervous or other people are nervous, it just makes it more comfortable to do that. Yeah, ex that's exactly right. 
So keep going. So now you started a third group. Is that right as well? Yeah, that's actually in the past couple months here, um, decided to because uh, loneliness is such a big issue. And I think it's really one of the worst ways that people can suffer is by being totally alone and having no friends. So the, the group's called Let's End Loneliness. And with the news that Meetup is going to allow us to promote online online events across the whole world rather than just in our region soon, Um, I decided it would be a good time to start that group up. And we're doing three Zoom meetings a week in that group. Between my other groups, I do also do a meeting just on Friday for the West Michigan Geeks group. But we've been getting anywhere from half a dozen to a dozen people uh, at the Zoom meetings. So we've been doing fairly good. Not as good as I kind of was hoping for, but for a start, we're doing good. Wonderful, wonderful. So what do you think it, though, is about you? I mean, you are not someone necessarily that was always a leader for things. No, not at all. How did how did this transformation happen that you went from nervous attendee to regular attendee to really becoming a leader? I mean, what can others take away from that? And how did you find the strength to do it? How did you find the courage to do it? Why did you do it? And hundreds of people like you maybe don't do it. What do you, what do you think it is? Actually, I came across something called acceptance and commitment therapy, probably about uh, in 2011, and kind of went through that process of um, it teaches you that maybe you're in a bit of pain, maybe you maybe you're really nervous, but you can still go and do things. And it teaches you kind of like diffusion methods to kind of make those things seem not not as such a big deal, so that you can pursue goals that you want. One of the goals that I wanted to do was I I wanted to have more friends and I wanted to meet a lot of different people and uh, make an impact in people's lives. So I just kind of used those skills to uh, do that and overcome some of the things that were holding me back. I mean, I think that tens of millions of people could could benefit from that type of help and that type of therapy. Thank you for sharing that. It's it's not easy necessary to share things about oneself. So let's let's take a step back and talk about friendship and okay. social and community. In your mind, you said it's something that you wanted to do and you were committed to doing. Why is friendships and community and social kind of generally speaking not just for you, but generally speaking, so important in your mind? Well, I was pretty lonely for a lot of years. I had the same best friends since elementary school, had a lot of friends that I I was in contact with, but then they kind of dropped out over the years and uh, got married, had kids. And so they couldn't really hang out and stuff like that. And and so I started to be uh, fairly lonely. And I, I realized that that's not a fun way to be at all. So I decided if I could start these groups and help other people, especially new people to the area, to feel less lonely, that would make their lives a lot better. You know, obviously the saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And it yeah. seems like because you went through what you went through in terms of loneliness, you're such a stronger person because of yeah, it today. Thank you for saying that. And it's, it's, it's beautiful seeing the transformation that that's, that's actually able to occur. We do a lot of studies on loneliness actually at Meetup. 42% of people regularly feel lonely. And among Gen Zers, people in their late teens and early 20s, it's an astounding 63% of people regularly feel lonely. Majority of people regularly feel lonely. And the challenge is, is that when they feel lonely, they think they're the only ones. When in reality, they're actually in the majority. So what message do you have out there for the majority of people who regularly feel lonely? 
the message I would have would be to uh, join Meetup and find some groups that you're interested in. The trick is, though, you have to give each group a good try. You can't like go once and decide that you didn't make any friends and never go again. Um, you have to give a try for a few months before you start like really feeling like you belong to a group. I guarantee that you will uh, you will make some new friends, even if you're really shy, especially in like an introverts group or something like that. That's been the key for me. Um, that's what really turned my life around as far as uh, eliminating the feeling of loneliness. We did not tell David to say that. I promise you, everyone. Wait, they did not tell me to say that. That's just that's just the observation I've, I've had in my life. It's, it's wonderful, wonderful to hear. And I think you're speaking about a word that's that's a powerful word, which is perseverance. It's perseverance and, and just not giving up. I think it's it's hard to do things, but it's harder to persevere and to keep doing something that's difficult. And I think what you're alluding to is not just to try once, but to keep trying and keep trying. Yeah. And that's how, that's, that's the advice. It sounds like that, that you would, you would give to many. Yeah. You have to keep trying, especially if you're uncomfortable, especially if you're more of an introverted shy person and, and eventually you will, uh, you will succeed if you keep trying and keep kind of changing up what you do. Beautiful, David. So you've been a software developer for 25 years, which is. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I did. Um, off and on for 25 years, um, I, I've had the chronic migraine, so that's kind of affected when I could work. And um, I kind of left software development uh, early 2016. I realized it just was as bad as my uh, migraines were. Um, the software development just kind of made things worse. And plus, I had gotten into a car accident in an earlier year that kind of um, injured my neck. So I, can, I can't really sit at a computer that long without uh, getting in a lot of uh, neck pain. So that's uh, unfortunately uh, one other reason why I had to uh, leave the career. So right now I'm just focused on uh, meetups and what I can do for others. We're lucky that that's the case. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to hear all the, all, all the challenges. Technology-related careers is actually the number one users of Meetup. Oh, yeah. We have, we have more people using and attending tech groups and learning technology and learning how to become software developers or learn how to advance in their careers. We have anything else. So as someone who's been doing software development for quite a long time, who has met many, many people in tech probably through your time. Any thoughts on on why community is particularly important for people in tech? I can make a quick shout out to the Grand Rapids uh, Web Development Group. That's always been the uh, biggest uh, technical group in Grand Rapids. And uh, we had quite a few of them before the pandemic happened. But the important thing just to get out, to network it with others, um, to hear about new technologies that are coming up and to build your skill levels is really important. I think especially the networking to network with recruiters, to making sure that you're uh, you're paid fairly and that you're working in a job that where they're treating you right and you're getting satisfaction out of the job. And uh, going to a lot of these events, you'll network with other people and kind of learn things from them to implement in your life. It's not easy to network, especially if you're an introvert. Is there any things that you did, whether it's attending meetup events, not attending meetup events, in, in, in the event itself, to make networking easier for yourself that you could maybe impart to other people that are in tech or outside of tech? In 2013, I actually took a uh, C-sharp class put on by a co-working space uh, downtown. The state of Michigan actually paid for it. Some of the people teaching that class and that were involved in those classes were involved in a lot of tech meetups. So then when I went to uh, the tech meetups, they were able to introduce me to recruiters and uh, other kind of big names in software development around Grand Rapids. Then they would introduce you to other people kind of in similar situations. 
So uh, you were able to kind of make acquaintances and friendships. Uh, so when you came back to the meetups, um, you wouldn't just feel like you were there all alone, all by yourself. That is incredibly smart. I think it's one thing to go to an event by yourself. It's another thing to be able to know someone else who's going to yeah. bring someone or to just know that there's just that I don't know, security blanket to have with you when you're attending. So, so your advice is phenomenal advice. Yeah. You. Once, once you do something, the, the next time it gets a little bit easier. And the time after that, it gets a little bit easier after that. So once you keep it up, uh, things will get easier. Well said. Thank you for that. That strengthening message. Let's talk a little bit about something serious that you've certainly mentioned so far, which is loneliness, but the unfortunate implication of loneliness for many people yeah. um, is, is anxiety, depression, you know, et cetera. And it's something that millions of people, especially now during the pandemic, you know, have to go through. Someone's in the middle of that type of situation. What do you do? What, what, what would you tell them? I, I would ask to uh, first uh, reach out for help, whether that would be to call a hotline or um, calling up a, uh, a psychologist, a therapist, mm -hmm. um, just giving it a try once and talking to someone, see if that would uh, help, and then give it a try uh, once a week for a good month. And, and I think you could really uh, get some help out of that and uh, get a plan to uh, make yourself feel better, especially with the anxiety and the depression. That would be a good first step. Or if you have a primary care doctor that you work with or that you see once in a while for a physical, give them a call and uh, say, hey, this is how I've been feeling. Feeling, uh, what can we do about this? And uh, who can I contact to help deal with these feelings? Thank you. Thank you. And I think, as you said, community as well is incredibly helpful, but sometimes people are reluctant to be in a community if they're in that place. And yeah, that's true. And that's one reason I started the new group, uh, Let's End Loneliness, as a way for uh, people who are feeling those feelings to join. And and they can just come and uh, you don't have to talk or participate in the call. You can just come and hang out and uh, you can chat in the chat or you can talk if you want to. It doesn't matter. Well said. I think I think when you look at group meetings, whether it's breast cancer support groups that we have or the parents of children with ADHD support groups that we have or the tens of thousands of different support groups that we have, I think when you're able to be part of a community going through some similar things yeah. as you're going through, uh, it can be really powerful. Did you find that experience in any of the communities where people could be so different from each other, but yet going through some of the same things and learning from each other? Yeah, um, I, I would say in my group, West Machine and Geeks, over the years, we've had a lot of quite different people. There are people who uh, who are engineers and doctors and scientists, and then we have people who just work a normal everyday job, and they can all come together and relate because they're they're both feeling some sort of loneliness, and they, they want to have friends around Grand Rapids in the West Michigan area. And is it true there's four weddings that have come out of your meetup groups? Yeah, that that's, uh, that's been the surprise because I never started it. It's not a dating group whatsoever. It's just a place where people can come hang out and feel comfortable. Over the uh, over the years we've been, like I went to uh, two weddings in 2019. I was supposed to be in one wedding in 2020, but unfortunately due to the pandemic, I wasn't able to be in that wedding. And another couple, I was going to go to that wedding, but they had a had a wedding in their backyard just with uh, like their parents uh, due to the pandemic. And they're going to do a big reception next year 
for everybody, but they all met in our group and someone's actually told me before they thought they'd be alone all their life. And then, then they met this wonderful person in the group that they just fell in love with. It's really interesting. The people that have met are like really passionate about each other. Yeah. Think about what you're doing and also think about you only know of four people. Yeah, that's true. There could be uh, probably a lot more people. people. I I know there's been a lot more relationships, but I I tend to keep out of other people's business. So usually I find out when they tell me, they're like saying, say, you're later, say, hey, thanks. We've been together for a year and we're really happy and and it's all due to your meetup group. But I really did much. I've just created a place where people can come and feel comfortable and then the rest can happen. You probably didn't realize that you would be the matchmaker extraordinaire in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I can really say that, but I've helped a little bit. It's wonderful. It speaks to the power of getting together. It speaks to when, when people get together, they learn. When people get together, they grow, they teach, they can mentor others, but they also can meet people that will have a lifelong impact on their lives. Is there someone you could think of that you maybe even met that you're still close with or you've stayed in touch with and had an impact with you on you? There was a couple who uh, were in Grand Rapids. They were both doctors and one was finishing his uh, residency here at the ER uh, downtown. Then fortunately, a year later when he was finished, left so they could go to Illinois and be closer to parents. But um, I've kept in touch with them a little bit and that's become a fairly meaningful friendship that I have. Also, there's another couple, they still live in in town, but I was friends with her before I started my meetups uh, because I met her through the original introverts group and we've been friends since then. uh, So a good uh, like seven, eight years. She was one of the ones she met her husband through the uh, group. So that made me really happy. Oh, so nice. Let's talk about introverts for for a minute before we wrap up. You know, one of my beliefs is as a CEO of a company who's, who's had many introverts and extroverts work for my companies in over over the years is that companies and businesses and sometimes the world tends to really reward extroverts yeah and, that's true and and not give introverts shall we say enough of a fair chance meaning if you're interviewing for a job and you're an extrovert and you think very fast on your feet that just makes you a better interviewer it doesn't necessarily make you better at your job just means you're a better interviewer. And oftentimes people who are frankly the best in their jobs that I've seen are introverts. So let's talk about that. How can the world, how can people make it a better, easier place for introverts? Because it's just not fair that they're not given oftentimes, unfortunately, as enough of a chance. Yeah, that's a pretty good question. I guess I I think people would just need to uh, give people that are shy more of a chance. So I think sometimes people that that are shy, they're a little bit better at their jobs because they keep their head down and they're less likely to get distracted by other people. Yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, David, one of the things that we try to do at Meetup actually in the company is before meetings, we create a document, have everyone read the document and ask everyone to then comment on the document beforehand. So it's not like once you're in the meeting, Everyone needs to, like the loudest voice wins. It's the most thoughtful voice wins. And oftentimes that thoughtful voice will actually come more from an introvert than from anyone else. Yeah, that's a great idea. Leveling the playing field is just incredibly important. Any last advice for meetup organizers who, to become a little more successful at organizing, we talked about members and what they can do, but you've been a very successful organizer. You've had many people come to your groups. Give us some advice on how do you market the group? How do you promote the group? How do you build content for the group? How do you make the group feel comfortable? 
what advice do you have for for organizers who are listening to this podcast? Well, the um, I, I guess the most basic advice I, I would have to is make sure once you set up a group, you need to make sure you give it at least a good six months before you decide if it's working or not. And then you need to do meetups. You need to be consistent. You need to go if there's two people signed up. You need to go if there's twenty people signed up. I think if you keep doing those things, you'll uh, you'll be successful. Perseverance coming through again. Yeah, there's a good series of books I really like. It's the uh, Go-Giver series of books by Bob Berg. And it's uh, about how being successful, you can be successful through uh, giving rather than taking. And it's I think it's a really inspirational series of books that I've kind of tried to integrate some of the principles into some of my life there. Wonderful. And now let's talk about, because you've thought about this a lot, within the actual meetup event itself. Okay. Any other advice you would give to an organizer to make that event to be as meaningful for everyone who's attending to get people to return? I guess that you just need to be really easygoing and you need to make sure to talk to every new person that comes and introduce yourself and maybe ask them a couple facts about themselves. Sometimes it's difficult because someone comes and you aren't sure if uh, they're extremely shy and nervous and they kind of want to be more left alone or if when they're really shy and nervous, if, if they want someone to kind of start talking to them and kind of uh, put them on the spot so that they have to introduce themselves. It's something I, I really haven't been able to determine 100%, but we try to engage everybody that comes and make sure that everybody has someone to talk to. Yeah, greeting, reaching out, yeah, checking in. Wonderful advice. Thank you. Is there any other either last advice or last message that you want to give to you know, the many people who are listening to this podcast. If you're feeling lonely, either go to a meetup and give it, give it a long try or even uh, start your own meetup if there's no interest group in your area and give that a good uh, six-month try. And I think a year later from then, you'll, you'll see that your life has changed and you'll see that feeling of loneliness has uh, decreased. I really hope many people take you up on it. And obviously not just because I'm the CEO of Meetup, but because as you said, it can really help to change people's lives. And that's what's important. Um, David, if you're open to it, I'd love to ask you some rapid fire. Oh, yeah. Quick question. Yeah, I, Let's start with the first one, which is, you know, the one time that community um, has helped you the most. Well, I, I guess I'll share something really personal. I went through a really bad relapse of depression a few years ago. And um, my meetup groups kind of gave me a reason to uh, keep pushing myself forward and keep going on because I knew... Uh, it's real when you have depression, it's real easy to isolate yourself. And um, every doctor you talk to will say that's the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. So the meetups, I, I saw all, the, all these people are coming to my meetups and they kind of depended on they depended on me because um, they probably didn't have many friends in the area and they wanted to make new friends. So that that was the reason to force myself to do it. So I would I would say that's the answer to the question there. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I'm so glad to hear that that you're in a better state now. So, oh yeah, definitely. So glad. Tell us about your favorite quote. Uh, my favorite quote. Let's see. There is one, I don't know who it's attributed to, but it talks about like, if you want to have something in your life, you need to start giving that to others. And then eventually you'll find that comes back to you. So I heard it, heard it uh, a long time ago. And I always thought that was, uh, that was a good thing. Wonderful. There's even a concept in religion that um, if you have a challenge and you pray for other people, yeah. And then that will help you as well. And I think that that's consistent with what you had said too. Favorite leadership book. You've already talked about a great book. So that might be it. But yeah, I talked about the Go Giver series of books, and uh, that would be it. First job 
actually, my uh, parents had a dairy farm, but I was pretty much allergic to everything on the farm. So I wasn't able to work there, but I did give it a try a little bit when I was 15. And um, I found that wasn't for me. So I worked at McDonald's for nine months. After that, I uh, quit and I taught myself to uh, build websites. And I started my first business doing websites when I was 16. Wow. So you had both sides of the cow, perhaps yeah. the, the live cow in the farm and the not as live cow yeah, at, uh, in McDonald's. <laughs> but um, my, my whole family is a family of farmers and I was the only one interested in uh, science and tech. So kind of made me the odd man out a little bit. But Well, uh, I think uh, in terms of the world today, there's many more people interested in science and tech and uh, hopefully you, you found your people whether through Meetup oh, and yeah. otherwise. When's the first time you really saw yourself as a leader? I think that would be when I was starting to get decent sized pe- numbers of people to come to the meetups, uh, like 12 to 20 people or more. Then I kind of realized that, hey, these groups are kind of working and I am actually doing something that the community wants. So yeah, I think that would be it. Wonderful. And you know, really the last summary question is you're doing so many different things for so many different people. David Good, what do you want to most be remembered by? What I would want to most be remembered by that I was someone that really helped people and that I was someone that really worked to uh, reduce the suffering of others, especially as far as uh, loneliness goes. I have every confidence in the world, David, that you will hopefully live a very, very long time. And that is something that you will undoubtedly be remembered by, by everyone who knows and loves you. All I would say is you really are an inspiration. You're an inspiration to you know, the millions of people that are like you, the tens of millions of people that also could be different than you. And, and thank you for stepping up and being vulnerable and, and sharing all that you shared. You know, life is always better together. And, and you live that and you embody it and you teach others that. So thank you for being yeah, part of this podcast. Agree. And uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. I really enjoyed talking to David. Today was a particularly meaningful episode for me. On a personal level, there are people in my life who suffer from anxiety and depression. And to see how David Good rose out from that to become the leader that he is, is really inspiring. I think that my biggest takeaway is how anyone can become a leader. If you enjoyed today's podcast, subscribe to keep connected and feel free to review us. Make it five stars. We don't mind. Remember, keep connected because life is always better together. For more information about Meetup, head to the Community Matters blog at meetup.com slash blog. You'll find exclusive content featuring inspirational stories for Meetup organizers and members. Gain valuable insights and tips about starting and organizing your own community. You can also learn more about the latest Meetup features as they come out. So go to meetup.com slash blog for more.